Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you all had a great break. I wanted to let you know about something that I've been talking a lot about on social media at Zibby Owens, which is the hashtag 22 in 22 challenge. We are... At Zibby Books, we are encouraging everybody, like all of you, to visit 22 bookstores in 2022. And we're going to provide a whole series of incentives for every five visits, and you'll be entered to win a $500 shopping spree, and you'll get fun things like bookmarks and all the rest. Plus, you'll be part of a great community of people all helping support bookstores, authors, and more. We're really, really excited about it. If you want to join, sign up. You just go to 22in22.net. That's 22in22.net and click I'm in and put your information. And then every time you go to a bookstore, you just quickly go back on the site and click log a bookstore visit. And then we'll be keeping track and we'll be following up with all of your different achievements and awards and everything. So please sign up, spread the word, 22 and 22, get your friends to join and start visiting bookstores and 
It'll be really fun and exciting. So here's to a wonderful 2022. I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast and doing all the fun things that I have been trying to bring into the world. So here we go, 2022. Hashtag 22 in 22. Colleen Hoover is the author of Reminders of Him, a novel. In case you haven't heard of her, even though lately she's been all over the place with many, many, many New York Times bestsellers on the list at the same time, Colleen Hoover is the number one New York Times bestselling author of many novels, including Regretting You, It Ends With Us, and the psychological thriller Verity. Apparently, her books have really taken off because of the book talk adoption of her work, and that has really spurred the backlist sales as well. Hoover and her family founded the Bookworm Box in 2015, a bookstore and monthly subscription service that offers signed novels donated by authors. All profits go to various charities each month to help those in need. Her novel Confess was filmed as a series by Awestruck and was released in 2017. In July 2019, Wayfair Entertainment, headed by Jane the Virgin star Justin Baldoni, announced that they optioned It Ends With Us for film. Colleen lives in Texas with her husband and their three boys. I could not put this book down, by the way. Welcome, Colleen. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss reminders of him. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I absolutely love this book. I read it over the Christmas holidays and it was so immersive and amazing and emotional and just, I couldn't wait to see what happened. Okay. Colleen, tell listeners what this book is about and what inspired you to write it. Reminders of Him is about a woman named Kenna, and she has kind of had a really difficult past. A lot of people are support in her life, and she made a mistake. And while she was paying for that mistake in prison, you know, other family members, not her family members, but they were raising her daughter. And when she gets out, she wants to reconnect with that child. And it's not as easy as she was hoping it would be. And, you know, the book is sort of about her journey there. And I honestly don't remember what inspired it. 2020 was such a year that I kind of feel like I wrote this book from the emotions of 2020. It's a sad book. It's not, you know, very humorous at all. It is definitely kind of a dark journey to get to the happy ending. Wow. I have to say the physical relationship between Kenna, well, can I even say this? Does this give anything away? There is one physical relationship. I think there's a lot of spoilers in this book. You know, there's not really any twist. Okay. Well, her relationship with ledger, which starts early, is so sort of hot and heavy. And just the way you write about that sort of the physical emotions and, you know, all of it. Tell me about writing about all of that. Like, like, do you get embarrassed? Do you like, what does that feel like? Like, tell me, like, how how do you create that sense of tension on the page? I, I really don't enjoy writing the hot and heavy scenes. They're probably the scenes that I go over the least as I edit. I like angst. I like, you know, the connection between characters, but the actual act itself is my least favorite part to write. <laughs> but with Ledger and Kenna, you know, I wanted them to meet without knowledge of, you know, their past or anything that's going on so they can form that connection without the judgments. And I think that helped create the angst throughout the book. The same way you did that so well, you also handled loss so beautifully, right? And everybody is coming at this loss from a different perspective, right? Kind of mourning the person she w- had been in love with at the time and the parents and the 
the fr- the family friends and everybody like lo- loss affects everybody in so many ways right how like was there a place that that you tapped into for yourself to to go through the, all of that pain especially from such a traumatic loss you know, I'm not a very emotional person. And surprisingly, knock on wood, I haven't lost a lot of people that I'm close to in this life. So when I do write about those things, I kind of have to invent those feelings. And I think what kind of helps me write such emotional scenes and pasts are is the fact that I'm not so much of an emotional person. So I have to push really hard until I feel it myself. And I kind of think that takes my books to a little bit of a darker place than, than I probably would otherwise. Do you have the, the home that Ledger was renovating? Do you have an actual home? Like, could we see what that place is looking like? Cause I'm still like you know, fascinated. I need to do that. I need to do that. I have, you know, like I, an idea of it, but I don't Pinterest a whole lot, but I see authors Pinterest, the places that are in their books and the people. My issue is that when I write people and sometimes locations, it's more of a blur. Like I'm not so into the physical descriptions of anything as I am what's going on between the characters. So yeah, I would have to really sit down and do that. That that sounds like a good idea. Well, in case you didn't have enough to do this afternoon, you know, you can just add this, <laughs> you can add this to the list. So you've written 22 novels and right now you have like, what, five New York Times bestsellers or something on the, I haven't checked this week, but every week there's like more and more bestsellers. And you've also benefited from this sort of resurgence on book talk and all of that. How, what has that been like for you? Surreal to say the least. I feel like my husband and I wake up every day and we're like, is this really happening? Like, why? Why? Yeah, it's been insane, you know, because I feel like when these books released, the ones that are on the New York Times right now, like, you know, it's been years. And so I feel like I've already celebrated them. They hit the New York Times when they released. I thought that was as good it was gonna as it was going to get. And I was very happy with that. And so to have this resurgence is just mind-blowing and very surreal. Wow. Do you feel any more pressure like, or to come up with new ideas or like, does it, does it affect you when you sit down and like open a new word doc or whatever you do to, to I mean, write your next not book? Not so much the recent stuff because I've, I'm already affected years. You know, it's been, I've been writing books for 10 years and it's never easy. Every single time I sit down to write a book, I feel like I'm not going to be able to finish it. I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like I forgot how to write books. So I don't know that any pressure has been added because that pressure's always been there. Wow. So what will it take to get you to have the, have confidence that like you have this thing down? <laughs> Retirement? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I want to have that confidence. I feel like, you know, just having that imposter syndrome and second guessing myself, I've realized is part of my writing process. And that's what pushes me to try to do my best. So I'm okay with it now. I've accepted it. It's always going to be this way. And, you know, it's just part of the process. And what is it like when you sit down to write? Like when you think of a new idea or you decide you're ready for the next one, like, you know, is this your desk that I'm looking at now? Like, is this where you sit and write or like, what is it? Take me through it visually. 
I I really write anywhere. So, you know, sometimes I write at home in bed. Sometimes I write here. Sometimes I put my headphones on and write at the kitchen table. It really just depends on where I'm at when creativity strikes. I cannot keep a schedule for anything. Like I and I can't schedule myself to sit down and write so many words a day. And it's just very chaotic to say the least. Like I could write. 16 hours a day for one to two weeks straight and then not write for three months. I don't, I don't have a process. (laughs) I think that's my process is not having a process. Well, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to plan inspiration, right? So I, I totally get it. Are there any projects that you started and you got pretty far along with and you, then you were like, no, actually this isn't going to be a book. I actually started about six different things back in 2020 before reminders of him finally stuck and became the book that I wrote. So I have quite a few for the first time ever loose outlines and ideas that I may go back to. That doesn't happen very often. Usually when I start a book, that's the book that I stick with and finish, but I do have some loose ideas. I'm kind of waiting just to see what happens with this release. There's a character in reminders of him, I would like to write a book about, but I kind of want to, you know, just see what the react reception is. Which character? Roman. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, I feel like you do such a good job of making your characters just completely come to life. And I know that sounds hokey and I'm sure you hear that all the time, but it's a real art to figuring out how to get the essence of a person, right? So like, how do you, or does it all just happen and you don't really know how, but it's like, because your characters seem so real to me and flawed and real and multidimensional and like, how do you do that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I feel like I want to be able to relate to characters that I read about and write about. You know, it's very hard for me to write. Like, I love to read about like billionaires and, you know, people that I don't interact with every day. But when I sit down to write, 
I, I just never can go there. And so I tend to write people that you would just run into in everyday life. I don't know. That's just what I enjoy writing. I don't know that there's any kind of process I go through to create the characters. And how much, like, do you do any research? I know, for instance, like working at, maybe this sounds like a silly question, like working at the supermarket, right? Do you, like for Kenna's job <laughs> and the the break room and all of like, the, just that whole little piece of her life, right? It's, yeah. It's all, I, like, I've had a lot of jobs in my, <laughs> in my life. I do pull from things that, that I've done, but not always. And it really depends on the subject, whether or not I put a lot of research into it. You know, because I write about normal everyday people, I don't really have to do a lot of research. I know that I did with maybe someday with one of the characters with It Ends With Us. I just, you know, had to talk to my mom a lot about Lily's character. And so it really just depends on the book. But with Reminders of Him, it was, you know, I kind of talk to my little sister about Kenna's past. My little sister is very into prison reform and has, is focusing on that. She was in her, working on her master's degree for a nonprofit. And so she helped me a lot in that area. But yeah, it really just depends on the book. Okay. Is this what you thought you would do? Like when you were a little girl? This is what I hoped I would do, but I don't know that I ever thought I would actually make a career out of it. You know, I didn't start writing my first book until I was 31, and that was just a fluke. I was just writing a fun story. Never imagined this in a million years. Never. You know, it was my dream to hopefully someday write or finish a book, but I never even dreamed that I could hit the New York Times. Like, that was just so far out there, you know, that that, that wasn't even on my list of dreams. So, it's yeah, it's been insane. Is What opportunity has opened up that you are that you're like, thank God I wrote the books because this happened. <laughs> Being able to buy groceries without having to make my checking account go negative. Like, yeah. So just little things like that, not worrying about how I'm going to pay for my kids college, you know, like our whole lives have just changed in that regard, but career wise or anything, like, I don't know that I want more doors to open up because I am extremely happy with what I do and where I'm at. What are you working on now? I can't really say because I haven't announced it yet. I'm working on a book that I signed with a publisher but refused payment for it because I wasn't sure if I could complete it or or make it exactly what I wanted it to be. So I'm waiting to see if I get there and if I'm happy with it before I announce it or accept payment for it. <laughs> okay. takes That's one way to take off the pressure. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, this one is tricky. Like I... It's a book that I have said I'm, I wasn't going to write, and then I got an idea for it. So I just don't want to get people's hopes up. Okay. <laughs> now I'm now my wheels are turning, trying to figure out what you're talking about, but that's okay. Have you benefited from the author community? Like, how do you feel about being an author? What has that oh been like? Oh my gosh, have I benefited? I, I don't think I'd be where I am without the author community. All of my best friends, you know, are authors that I've met in this industry. It's just been so amazing, so supportive. And the reader community, like I just look at the charity we started a few years ago and the things that people have done to help that charity, the donations we've received. It's It's been incredible. Yeah. Tell me more about that. About the charity? Yeah. 
Yeah. So my sisters and I, I have two sisters. We started a charity back in 2015 called the Bookworm Box. And it's a subscription box. And we also have a brick and mortar store in Silver Springs, Texas, where all of the books in the store are signed by the author and donated. And all of the money goes to charity. And we also have a book signing every year called Book Bonanza. We host, host it in Texas every summer. We had to postpone the last two because of COVID, but fingers crossed that we'll be able to do it again this year. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Do you, what types of charities do you support with the... We donated to hundreds. We, we try to send out donations every month. But I know with Book Bonanza, with the income this year, we donated over $100,000 to different food banks across America. And also with Book Bonanza, we were able to build a school in Malawi. Wow. Amazing. So, like, what do you do when you want to forget your job? I watch TV. (laughs) I love watching TV. Like, I'm very easy to please. Movies, oh my gosh. Me and the boys will just, you know, sit down and and try to find something we can all agree on, which is a challenge. But and that's probably my favorite pastime. I get a I get inspiration from watching movies. Sometimes I don't even make it through the movie because, you know, like something someone says on the TV will spark an idea, and that idea will spark something else, and I'll be like, I have to go right by, and we'll be used to it. <laughs> wow. Amazing. What about when you're like super stressed out? Do you get stressed out about deadlines and writing and all that? Or do you, are you more like chill about everything? I'm pretty chill. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm not too hard on myself. I try to arrange my life and my schedule to where I don't have a lot of deadlines. Luckily, I've that's been my goal since I started is to never make this feel like a job. Like I want it to feel like a hobby. And in order for it to feel like a hobby for me, I don't like to owe people things. And so I've gotten to the point where I'm trying to write what I want to write first and then figure out what I want to do with it, whether that's go with the publisher or self-publish or, you know, put it on Wattpad for free. I've done that before. Yeah. So it just, it just depends, but I do try, that's my main goal in my life is to keep my life as stress-free as possible. So it's, it's been working out pretty well. Wow. I need to take a dose of that. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good. What advice would you have for aspiring authors? Oh gosh, that's a good one. You know, I've been in this industry a long time and I think the thing that I see the most with authors is they compare themselves and their success or lack of success to other authors. And to actually make it in this industry is like winning the lottery. It is hard. There are a lot of books out there. So my advice is to go into it and write the book that you want to read, write the book that's in your heart. Don't write to try to sell books. Don't write to trend because whatever's trending now is not going to be trending when you finish your book. And be happy that you completed a book. I mean, that's the biggest accomplishment, whether people read it or not. And I know that's easy to say. Like, I know people want to make a career and pay their bills with with their art, but it is, it's very difficult. And I, and I hate it when I see people kind of give up and walk away when they don't see the success that they hope to see because they should be so proud that they wrote this book. That's amazing. And if you were going to change a couple of things or one thing or anything about the publishing industry as a whole, what what would you do? Like if you were going to start your own publishing company? That's a, that's a very good question. I don't know. I think that the thing that I would have changed 10 years ago has kind of been changing and that's the gatekeeping and, you know, the indie 
the indie book world has really blown that up. And, and so many authors have been able to get their books out there that I don't think myself included would have been able to get their books anywhere if it weren't for indie publishing. So I think it's going in the right direction. I would absolutely change piracy (laughs) if there's a way you could stop that. All right. Awesome. Any books you've read lately that you're obsessed with? I'm on an Emily Henry kick. I I got her ARC book lovers and I absolutely loved it. I've read it twice already, but yeah, I've just, I've read pretty much her entire backlist this year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. She's great. Okay. Well, thank you, Colleen. Thanks for coming on. And thanks for for having me, you know, sorry for the interruptions today. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. You're good. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 